0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. This is the channel where women from all walks of life can stop by, get tools and resources to help them thrive 360 in mind, body, spirit, and finances. I invite you to stay connected, subscribe to this channel, and visit me online at thecindyrann.com. Now for today's segment. Hello, beautiful people. This is Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. So in celebration of Women's History Month, we're still celebrating each other. I wanted to share with you my small contribution to society. So it is being narrated by the beautiful Miss Kimberly Steele, a chapter from my most recent book, The Busy Woman's Guide to Holistic Health and Wellness, and it is available in stores and online near you.
1: Chapter 5, Your Surroundings Matter. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew 6, 34, AMP. In other words, don't overwhelm yourself with thoughts of tomorrow. Deal with what's in front of you today. Cindy, when you're constantly on the go, having somewhere to be or to be someone or something for someone else It's easy to become disorganized and feel like you're all over the place, thinking way ahead to what needs to be done next. Many elements of our sanity, peace, and mental health feed off of our environment, your surroundings. That is, organized spaces such as your home, office, and workspace are vital to increasing your overall holistic wellness. Have you ever walked into a place with too many abstract colors, designs, and patterns going on? All over the place making you feel as if the room was literally rattling your brain. Believe me, it was. Clutter with no end in sight causes stress in our bodies because when so many things are unorganized, it initializes excessive visual stimuli and increases your cortisol levels. This in turn signals our brain that there is no end to an assigned task, which invites anxiety and the feeling of being overwhelmed into our already busy day. As I began discovering the aspects of environmental wellness as it relates to our surroundings, I thought back to a shared office suite I leased for a while for one of my business ventures. I recall being very pleased seeing the front of the house during the initial tour of the space and later after signing the lease, being exposed to the back of the house, per se. I remember feeling short of breath as I gazed at all that junk and clutter I had to pass every day to get to my space. I remember thinking, this is ridiculous. How can they function with all this junk piled up in their faces? Fast forward to me, being an optimistic person, my preference has always been not to bicker and complain, but to work to resolve an issue or to work around the stated issue. Well, I could not work around this. The owner had already told me that any adjustments I needed to make to make myself comfortable, I was welcome to do. So I began cleaning and organizing that junk that preceded the door of my space. I recall a few of the staff gradually peeping back towards the area I was organizing and offering to help, stating it had been like that for a while. The sad part was when they came to help, they did not know where to start. Then toward the end, one of the managers returned to the area and said, Thank you so much. Now I feel like I can breathe. I thought to myself, are you serious? Don't you know how to clean up the mess you all made? Needless to say, sometimes it's very difficult for people to think of how to dig themselves out of a hole they dug themselves into. On that same token, oftentimes people undervalue how one's environment weighs heavily on their physical and mental psyche. Chances are, if you're in a less than ideal living environment, It's very likely that you're in a constant state of stress and may find it harder to maintain a healthy, well-balanced lifestyle. Sometimes it can be challenging to take control of our environment and make positive changes. If your first thoughts are negative, that you will need a lot of money to start or that you will need to move, rebuild, or completely tear down what's in front of you. No, that's not true. It's not necessarily about starting over, as it is about starting again, simply making changes right where you are, one by one, today. Taking the time to organize and declutter your surroundings can be therapeutic for you and provide you with the following wellness benefits. Reduces stress, induces positive thinking and creativity, promotes a healthier eating pattern, promotes quality sleep, increases daily productivity, saves physical energy, precious time, money, and resources, especially when you cannot find what you're looking for. Then finally, it ushers positive energy and good vibes into your space. In ancient Chinese cultures, they practice what is called feng shui. Feng shui means the way of wind and water. This is considered the art of arranging space, buildings and objects in an environment conducive to balanced harmony. My understanding is that it's still very popular today when interior designers create spaces for their clients. Whether a person chooses to believe in feng shui or not, who wouldn't enjoy the soothing surroundings and aesthetical pleasantries that come with the balanced decorating style that the art of feng shui espouses? As with any changes you decide to make along your wellness journey, set small, realistic goals. Take one day at a time, one step at a time, even one room at a time. And before you know it, you'll look around and notice that you've made it to the finish line. Thought Provoker 101. Let's consider how you had to abruptly start working from home during the pandemic and, due to insufficient space, cause you to have your bedroom co-mingled together with your home office and work assignments. Ugh! If you look at the area that needs to be organized and start to feel overwhelmed with anxiety, walk away from it momentarily and take deep, focused breaths counting to 10, repeating this 10 times. Tell yourself, I can do this. Then go back into the room with an open mind of conquering success with several large garbage bags in hand. When working from home, never, ever have your home office set up in your bedroom. You need a divide in thought and spaces. Going to bed at night and waking up to work is not mentally healthy. Even if you live in a small studio apartment, take your desk out of your bedroom and into the dining nook or place your desk facing a window or the patio. This small but impactful change of scenery, allowing you to see a bit of the great outdoors, does wonders for the mental psyche. Now, let's assume that your makeshift home office desk is out of your bedroom. We can now begin organizing your new workspace. Below are a few things to consider. As a rule of thumb, start on the left working towards your right. Work from top to bottom. Declutter, throw away every piece of trash, old mail, and dismantled object in sight. As you get the visible trash out of the way, you will see clear spaces where you can begin creating small sets of like items, i.e., markers, pens, notebooks, books, magazines, etc. Start creating piles of personal documents versus business slash work documents. Grab a cloth and disinfecting cleaner and wipe everything on the desk. Now, get some file folders to put the documents into. I color coded mine so that I could quickly recognize the subject's color and then label for the content. Grab one of those markers from the first pile and write a short title for what's in the folder on its tab. Do this until every document has a place to call home. Now put your neatly organized and filed papers in a drawer, plastic bin, or even a cardboard box if you don't have any plastic bins yet. Create a small list of what you may need to purchase or acquire from your employer to complete organizing your home office desk so that it's comfortable for you. Don't forget aesthetics. A sparkly vase or picture of your last vacation in a cute frame may motivate you and inspire your work. Once you've completed this task, you will notice that you've made a major first step in improving your environmental wellness. Now, keep up the momentum by organizing a little more each day and each week until you've organized every cluttered area in your intimate spaces. Feel free to reward yourself with a protein snack and a bottle of mineral water. And let's get back in the bedroom. Let's consider a small bedroom, though this could work with any size bedroom. In small or confined spaces, you should strive to arrange items vertically to optimize your space using corner styled cabinets, rectangular storage units, or a wardrobe cabinet as a room divider. I love using portable wardrobe cabinets because one side can be used as additional closet or shelf space and the other side that is usually unfinished can be positioned to face outward instead of against the wall and can be decorated by painting it or adding a nice portrait or abstract that coordinates well with the area facing the unfinished side. Again, as a rule of thumb, start on the left, working towards your right, and follow the flow prompters below. Clean again, left to right, top to the bottom. Declutter by throwing away every piece of trash, broken lipstick, or a dismantled object that you could not fix in sight. Clean off the tops of any dressers, accent chairs, and chaise. You can now begin creating small sets of like items from what was salvaged. Place any questionably scented items in your laundry basket. Purge your closet from clothes you no longer wear. Purge your closet from shoes you no longer wear. Purge your closet from purses you no longer carry. Google consignment shops near me and take these items to consignment shops to get a few extra dollars. Donate them to charity. Or just throw them away if these items are already dry, rotted, and peeling. By now, you should have a few extra hangers from your closet purge. Try putting all like items together, i.e. all the jeans together. Slacks, colored shirts, floral shirts, dresses, sweaters, coats, and so on. Take the bath oils and salts you forgot you purchased that are still in the bag into the bathroom. Take the hair dryer and flat irons that were hidden, under the stack of clothes on your permanent ironing board in there as well. The goal is to give every item a home within your home in like categories. For instance, the sock and pantyhose drawer should not be commingled with your pajama pants, just as your business casual tanks should be separated from the goofy t-shirts you wear on your day off. Leaving this type of detailed organizing undone as you continue to place things on top of other things And other things on top of other things will only send you into tiny little fits of rage when you can't find something later. Think of this process as redecorating more so than cleaning up as this will definitely decrease any creeping levels of anxiety and make organizing therapeutic and fun. Colors and hues. Never underestimate the power of colors when you're adjusting your surroundings. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer who loves to paint and hang wallpaper, or hiring a professional painter, I would suggest that you are strategic in selecting your colors and hues to ensure that the colors selected are appropriate for you and the space. This seemingly small detail is important as it will significantly impact on your mood, creativity, and stress levels. A few colors to consider that are normally calming and mitigate anxiety are listed below. Soft shades of blue, Soft shades of pink, similar to a mauve pink, not hot pink or fuchsia. Lighter shades of green, not neon or lime greens. Grays, tans, whites. Soft shades of yellow, not bright and neon. Shades with soft hints of lavender. Although beautiful in some settings, I've never been a fan of accent walls. I get concerned with being stuck with a color when I want to change my room decor. My calming preferences have always been to have my wall foundations antique white or very light hues of tan and then make the wall pop with colors from quality art paintings or abstracts. Whichever color choices you decide on are up to you, of course. Just be mindful of the impact that those colors will have on your overall mental psyche and the common use of the space. Nature at its best. Nature is a free gift to all who are open to receiving it. I remember as a little girl, when all the grandkids would be packed in the house watching television for too long, my maternal grandmother would say, turn that TV off and go outside and get some fresh air. As a child, the thought of turning off the television before the show ended seemed like the worst thing in the world. However, as I matured into adulthood, I learned the value of what she was saying without having questioned her for the details. It was because of those moments I sincerely believe that I enjoy the outdoors more than being cooped up inside of a building to this day. I try to utilize the gifts of nature daily. My absolute favorite is natural light. I open curtains and blinds everywhere. Not only does the use of natural light help our overall environment and our wallets by reducing the electric bill, but it's also a vital resource for our physical and psychological wellness. While perusing Harvard's health site, I was surprised to learn that there are more significant benefits to spending time outdoors or letting the outdoors in than I'd imagined. One of those benefits is that your vitamin D levels go up, that you may heal quicker. Increased vitamin D levels produce all types of holistic health benefits. Some include assisting with weight loss giving your immune system a boost improving our circadian rhythms sleep patterns helps us to focus enables us to be more productive again activating that happy hormone studies have also reported that increasing your fresh air intake may attribute to preventing variants of cancer lowering your blood pressure lowering the risk of type 2 diabetes lowering the risk of rheumatoid arthritis reducing the risk of heart disease. Fresh air reduces stress and anxiety and activates our happy hormones. I've personally experienced this, and until researching it, could not quite explain why I feel the calming effects and clarity of my thoughts when I'm outdoors. After learning that fresh air is rich in oxygen, it made sense. As you inhale and exhale, that air increases the level of oxygen circulating through your blood. This, in turn, releases serotonin in your body. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that naturally alters your mood, activating your feel-good hormone that is associated with mental clarity, improved moods, and increased energy levels. When I was working as an accountant in corporate America, I always tried to implement small things to keep my stress levels down and happy hormones elevated, I used to open the window of my office and keep a live plant on my side table in hopes of alleviating the tension in my neck that followed me home on any given workday. Somewhere I had been told that indoor plants gave off those helpful oxygens that reduced stress and purified the air. With all the stress I was under, I was willing to try anything. I can't remember if the live plant did the trick, but I know the natural lighting did. One thing I did know for sure is that for the sake of my health, I would greatly benefit from teaching myself how to be present in a situation, but not be consumed and affected by that situation, getting myself all worked up and stressed out. And I did. I do recall one instance when the president of a company I was working for started having some major issues at home that he allowed to spill over into work, on us. Long story short, he'd been making a series of poor decisions concerning staff, off-budget capital purchases, and so on. And me, being over the accounting department, of course, it was my job to fix it. On this particular day, he had caused all types of collisions in the bank account, from purchases of new equipment that he'd used to work from home and for new office buildings to separate the upper management from the regular workers, he said. Mind you, again... This is totally off-budget and not approved by the board. However, when those transactions of his started backfiring and things that were in place on payment schedules were bouncing all over the place because, for one, he'd used the wrong account, two, he didn't get approval, and three, more than quadrupled my workload to fix it, I lost it. Yet, to maintain my mask and remain professional as a leader, I got up from my desk, grabbed my keys, and went straight out the front door. My co-worker started asking if I was okay. What on earth happened? Because nothing ever gets her that upset. I kept my mouth closed, held up that one finger like a church deacon, and proceeded to leave the building. I walked and walked and walked for miles. I would later learn from the co-worker that drove behind me in her car. I knew I needed a change in scenery at that moment to calm down, and it worked. I'll tell you on another day how I dealt with that misappropriation of funds upon my return to the office. The true authenticity of a busy woman resides first in her accountability to herself.
0: Thank you again for tuning in to Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. Follow me on social media at Busy Woman's Cheerleader. (laughs) Remember, together we write our stories, share our journeys, create memories, and leave our marks in history. Until next time, peace, blessings, and joy be multiplied to you. Ta-ta.